Frank Makers back with you for another episode of Faith Fire Media. We're going to wrap up our study, a message called Check Your Sources. This is part three. We are diving in because there is so much we need to understand about the lying spirit and how it is engaged in the land right now, trying its best to trick God's people, confuse God's people. It might not be what you think, so I want you to stick around. This is the word of the Lord for his body. If you're hearing this, he wants to make sure that you are by no means confused in this era. There are so many reasons that we can be confused, but the spirit of the Lord, he will make sure that you have counsel in this time and day. Praise God. Stick around for the next installment of Check Your Sources. It should be the last installment, but we're going to see. We'll be right back after the animation and the intro. Mickens here with you, and it is my pleasure to be with you today. I pray that the Lord is blessing you richly in this time, and uh, really just want to help God's people hear what the voice of the Lord is saying. You know, what I'm coming to know is there are not a lot of people that are calling people to Christ and Christ alone, and that has been my assignment. So if that's what you're about, you're in the right place, because we don't want to have all the added ingredients, the additives that say Jesus plus this or that. It's just Jesus, just his word, just his will, just his way, just his heart. And so it's my privilege and pleasure to be a steward of the word of God. So um, real quick, just wanna make sure that if you're watching us on YouTube, if you find any reason to like what you're hearing, like this, share this, it only helps get this word out to more people. That's how YouTube works, I'm learning that. Also, consider subscribing, also consider sharing it. Send a link to a friend, whatever the case. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast platform, praise God for you, and invite you to do the same, let other people know. But we just first wanna say thank you so very much for trusting us with this time. Your time is valuable. And the fact that you're spending it with us, uh, I find that to be only a blessing. Praise God for you. Just also want to reiterate this time of uh, in this season, the Lord has really been engaging with me to share more about what he's been showing me about how he's preparing his bride, how he's calling us to the truth, how he's trying to, and he is, he's not trying, he is calling out some of our idols. He's exposing the issues of our hearts. He wants us to relinquish those things. And so he really has put it upon me to just share what he's saying about how he's calling us to purity. He's purifying his church. He wants us to shine brightly. He wants us to be spotless and wrinkle-free, praise the Lord. And he's doing that in this hour. The pandemic, the political strife, the division over all manner of different things, policing, race, all of that, critical race theory, all of that stuff is actually serving the Lord. It's showing us that we're not one. It's showing us that we don't have the same judgment. We don't have the same mind. And the reason for that is that we have taken the bait. The enemy has caused us to be offended. The enemy has caused us to take the bait of taking sides. When Jesus is the common denominator, he spoke that into my spirit. 
He is the common denominator. What we need to be doing is seeing Jesus Christ the same way. So today's title is Check Your Sources. And if you're interested in this title or any of the other teachings, if you want to be on our email list, you can go to faithfireworldwide.com and sign up for our email newsletter. We've had a few new subscribers. We want to say, uh, thank them. And also, if you're interested, you can sign up for text alerts by uh, sending the word Faith Fire to 55498. Faith Fire to 55498. Faith Fire Media is a ministry of Faith Fire Worldwide Revival Ministries. And uh, so what we do is flame, we fan the flame of revival around the world. And this is just one of the avenues. We broadcast revival. That is one of our three uh, one of the three-pronged focuses of the ministry is to broadcast revival, bringing people back to the Lord. Okay, so let's do a quick recap over Check Your Sources, parts one and two, and it has to be really quick, okay? I understand there was so much, and I want you to consider going back and watching or listening to the first two installments. We're in Second Chronicles chapter 18, and before we even dug into Second Chronicles chapter 18, we went to Proverbs chapter 6, and we were showing you that the Lord hates those who sow division. He also hates a lying tongue. And so these are things that are devilish. These are things that are not of God. And the enemy is so employed at using a lying tongue to cause division. He works and traffics and distributes iniquity, which is the twisted truth. That is what Satan does. He takes the truth, he twists it, he leaves enough of the truth in there so that you believe that all of it is true, but it's not. And so what we do, we establish that, that the Lord hates a lying tongue. And we began to unfold in 2 Chronicles 18 this, this story about two kings. One was Ahab, the king of Israel. The other is the king of Judah, Jehoshaphat. And they were faced with an opportunity to go to war. And so they were seeking the prophets. And 400 prophets showed up and prophesied, yes, you should go to battle, King Ahab. And Jehoshaphat discerned that these 400 prophets were not hearing, in fact, from the word of the Lord. He, they were not hearing the word of the Lord. And this is something for us in this day and age. Everyone who's prophesying is not speaking the word of the Lord. They might have part of the truth, but they've added other things to it. It might be 10% true, 50% true, 80% true, 99% true, 99.99% true, but that 0.01 can have a great impact on whether or not it directs you in the correct path. The word of the Lord is meant to move you. The word of the Lord is meant to guide you. The word of the Lord is meant to send you on a path. And so if you have something in there that is not of God, it can send you off course. That's the plan of the enemy. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so what we need to understand is that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. And so we have to follow Jesus, walk with the Lord, walk with God. Amen. It's very pleasing when we walk with God. It pleases him. So these 400 prophets, they're saying yes, and they're basically giving lip service to the king that they know that's what he wants to hear. He wanted to go to war and they're telling him what he wanted to hear. Jehoshaphat's like, wait a minute, do you have any prophets of the Lord here? Which says a whole lot that there are prophets that are not of the Lord. Amen. That doesn't mean they're not gifted. That doesn't mean they don't have the ability to hear in the spirit. But we need to know what spirit are they listening to? And that's where this story gets even more interesting. Second Chronicles 18, it talks about how one prophet in the land showed up. His name was Micaiah. And Ahab said he didn't want to call on him because he always prophesies bad things about me, is what Ahab says. He prophesies evil. 
And so he didn't want to hear what the real prophet had to say because he was used to prophets telling him what he wanted to hear. And the question for all of us in this day and age is, are we looking for people to tell us what we want to hear? Or are we looking for people to tell us what God is saying? You have to know your own heart in this area. We can gather around people that are saying what makes us feel good that we need to fight for constitutional rights, that we need to fight for being Republican, we need to fight for being Democrat, we need to fight for you know, our schools to be free from critical race theory, we need to fight for our schools to have critical race theory. And what we need to be doing is seeking the judgment of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we don't need an opinion. The question becomes, is this where God is working or is this a distraction sown into the land by the enemy so that we're distracted from the movement and the advancement of the kingdom of God, that our gifts, talents, efforts, our heart, our mind, our thoughts are being devoted to something that has nothing at all to do with our assignment to bring people to the Lord that they might have life and life more abundantly. We don't see a lot of evangelism going on with these fights. We don't see a lot of evangelism going on on Capitol Hill as people are battling over these issues. Why? Because it's not being done with the heart of Christ. One way you know someone, if someone is operating in the heart of Christ, is their wisdom pure? Is it peaceable? Is it gentle? Is it easy to be entreated? Meaning, is it easily approachable? Or are they standoffish? Do they have boxing gloves on all the time? The wisdom from above is pure and peaceable. It's gentle, easy to be entreated. It's without partiality, meaning it's not Republican or Democrat. It is without hypocrisy, meaning it stands on the truth even when it's not convenient for them. Glory to God. I love that about politicians. They'll say, well, this is where we're going to do things. And then when the other party's in power, they're like, why are you doing things that way? It's because you did it just like that then and you weren't willing and still aren't willing to admit that certain things are true or certain things are standard even when it doesn't benefit you. That's politics. It's all about man pleasing, which means it's not of the kingdom. It's not of the kingdom of God. This might be illuminating for some people. But back to 2 Chronicles 18 because we're still reviewing. Micaiah shows up and says, listen, go to, go to war, Ahab. And Ahab knew that the prophet was playing lip service like the others. He says, how many times have I not told you to tell me just the word of the Lord and not lie to me? So then Micaiah said, okay, you asked for it. And he says, I saw on the throne room, the Lord, and he was asking for someone to cause you to go into war and fall. And a lying spirit showed up. This is what the prophet said. He saw a lying spirit say, I will do such and such, literally. I'm going to read it. Second Chronicles 18, 18 and 19. He says, therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing on his right hand and his left. And the Lord said, who will persuade Ahab, king of Israel, to go up that he may fall at Ramoth Gilead? So one spoke in this manner and another spoke in this manner. And then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord and said, quote, I will persuade him. The Lord said to him, in what way? So he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And the Lord said, you shall persuade him and also prevail. Go out and do so. The idea of the lie is to persuade you away from the truth. And the Lord knew Ahab's heart and said, yeah, you're certainly going to succeed because Ahab's heart doesn't want to know the truth. 
Note how Ahab asked for the prophet to come. He said, how many times have I told you not to tell me a lie? The prophet gives him the truth and watch what Ahab's response is. He rejected the word of the Lord and he said, didn't I tell you he always prophesies evil against me? He didn't want to hear what he had to say. And then continuing with our recap, other prophets didn't want to hear what the true prophet, what the true word of the Lord had to say. In 2 Chronicles 18, 23, Zedekiah, the son of Chanana, went near and struck Micaiah on the cheek and said, this is another prophet, which way did the spirit go from the Lord from me to speak to you? He didn't trust the word of the Lord because it didn't meet what he heard when he was in prayer because he didn't know his own heart had been, let's say, affected by his own desires to please the king instead of the Lord. And so Micaiah is standing out one against 400, and he's the only one with the truth. So what I'm getting at is this. We've got so many arguments going on right now. No one's going to say I'm not telling the truth. We have arguments going on. The question becomes, whose opinion matters? The answer is no one. Opinion doesn't matter. What matters is the truth. The only source of the truth is Jesus Christ, who says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If we try to find truth outside of Christ, because we have a preference, because we have an experience, because we were brought up a certain way, because we're a certain color, or we're a certain gender, or because we make a certain amount of money, or we live in a rural area, or we live in the city, all of that stuff is not what is Jesus saying? Are we willing to go before the Lord without partiality and say, Lord, do you have a reason for me to care about this issue at all? Should I even be involved? And if I am to be involved, if I am to participate in discussions, what is your heart toward your people with regard to this issue? Are we praying and asking God, God, am I blind? The Bible says the blind lead the blind and they all end up in a ditch. It's a principle of the kingdom that there are people who are blind, spiritual blindness, and it takes you into a ditch. So people like myself are trying our best to really go to the heart of the issue, and that is our relationship with Jesus. Are we spending the time to peel away our own desires by the presence of God in the glory of God? and allow him to speak to us his heart, even when it doesn't agree with what we prefer. Man, I tell you, if you think about abolitionists, these were people who were in the minority at some point, and they began to speak up and say, this is wrong. And they didn't care how they had been raised. They didn't care what they had been taught more than what they read in the word of God and how they heard the Lord speak to them. And they were called crazy. They were called all manner of things. And what I love about history is people who start out saying something, they usually don't get heard for decades. But they still have the courage to say what needs to be said, even if they don't see the manifestation of what they know God is doing. And that's what I want to do. I just want to speak what I believe the Lord is speaking to me for his people, that he is tired of the division in his church. It makes him weep. I just came out of prayer about 30 minutes ago, weeping before the Lord because he was sharing with me how hurt he is by seeing his children fighting. 
And we've got to get to a point where that hurts us too. You know, many of us have prayed that prayer, break my heart, Lord, for what breaks yours. Listen, it breaks the Lord's heart when we're fighting. And Jesus is the only common denominator. But we've got to see Jesus the same way for who he really is. He's not a white Jesus. Come on, somebody. He's not a black Jesus. He's not a rich Jesus. He's not a poor Jesus. He's not a Republican Jesus. He's not a Democratic Jesus. He's not an American Jesus. Oh, somebody needs to hear that today. He's not a constitutional Jesus. Jesus Christ certainly influenced the Constitution, no question, but it is not the Holy Scriptures. And our Second Amendment rights, First Amendment rights, all those pale to the will of God. God does not say you can say what you want. So when the First Amendment says you can say what you want, you need to, you need to repent for thinking that gives you license to go on Facebook and point a finger at somebody. That is a breach in the spirit. It is a, an offense. It is a trespass. It's defiling. It's sin. And it has its reward. And that is a consequence. And we've got to get to this place where we want to serve the Lord in such a heart of purity that we're countercultural, uncommon, and we stay in the Lord. That's the church he's returning for. The ones who love not their lives unto death, says the book of Revelation. That your whole life, your breath, that word for soul, when he says, love your, the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, that word for soul means breath. Your every breath belongs to God. Everything that comes out of your mouth, every word that comes out of your mouth should be the Lord's words. Amen. I'm not saying that we're going to be, ever be perfect. I'm not. I'm not saying I am even as I'm doing this teaching. I do pray, Lord, the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be acceptable in your sight. But we're, we're human. And that's really where it starts. We've got to acknowledge we're not perfect We've got to acknowledge that we might be wrong. And the more we walk around with a real humility in understanding that we might be wrong, the more unity we're going to see. Because we're going to be more willing to listen to other people. We're going to be more willing to listen to God. For years, God was trying to get my attention about me and my career and how, how I had made my career an idol. But I couldn't even hear his voice because I was so concerned about my career. Blind, deaf. Bible says he comes to heal us. He comes to give sight to the blind. That's spiritual just as much as it is physical. More so because God is spirit. He's more concerned about your spirit and the condition of your soul, your innermost man, your innermost being. And so that's what he's doing in this hour. He wants to clean us up and not allow us to be subject to the lies in the land, that lying spirit that wants you to fall. And some prophets just don't know they're cooperating with this spirit. So here we are, 18 minutes in, and that's the recap. And there's the next level. I think we're going to wrap up this teaching with this, and we'll do something different next week. Here's another point from the scriptures in 2 Chronicles 18. It, it basically shows us not only are we in danger of falling to, uh, victim to a lying spirit and going off course into a lie and believing that we know the truth, we can even fall victim when we align with people who are walking in error and we know it's error or we have a reason to believe it is. King Jehoshaphat was the one that called for the true prophet. The true prophet shows up, says, here's what I saw in the spirit. Ahab rejected it. And guess what Jehoshaphat did? After asking for the truth, he still went to battle 
with Ahab after he heard the true prophet say, don't go to battle. This is for you and your death and destruction. And Jehoshaphat cooperated and went with Ahab anyway. King Jehoshaphat survived the battle, but a prophet ended up coming to his house upon his return to safety. And this prophet told him that he would endure God's wrath because he didn't turn away from the wicked direction that Ahab chose. This is in 2 Chronicles 19. So instead, Jehoshaphat went along with the plan, the wicked plan that Ahab had devised, despite the fact Jehoshaphat was the one who asked for the truth of God's word. Listen to this in 2 Chronicles 19. It says, then in the New King James Version, it says, then Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, returned safely to his house in Jerusalem. And Jehu, the son of Hanani the seer, went out to meet him and said to King Jehoshaphat, should you help the wicked and love those who hate the Lord? Jesus. He says, I'm going to repeat that. Should you help the wicked and love those who hate the Lord? That's the question for us. Is my heart so devoted and adoring of God that I won't find myself allying, uh, being in allegiance with people who are off course? And I'm okay with saying, I'm not going to help you. <laughs> even if they're your friends, even if they're family, even if they're their political party speaks much of what you agree with. The question he asks in verse two to the king, this is a prophet standing before a king, unafraid, unashamed with the word of the Lord. And the question was, should you help the wicked and love those who hate the Lord? Then he says, therefore, the wrath of the Lord is upon you. My God. The wrath of the Lord is upon you. So he asked for the truth, just like Ahab did. Ahab wanted the truth. He said, don't lie to me, prophet. Give me the truth. Jehoshaphat went even further. He demanded a true prophet. And when the word of the Lord came, he didn't heed the word. He even allowed the prophet to be persecuted. Remember, the, pro the prophet slapped. He slapped Micaiah, and then Ahab put Micaiah in prison. Jehoshaphat is not recorded as saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't put him in prison. He let him be put in prison. And so to prevent Jehoshaphat from thinking he was immune from punishment, the prophet was sent to warn him. And here's something we have to be reminded of. In this warning about the challenges that were coming to Jehoshaphat, the prophet does explain why Jehoshaphat survived. And this is what we need to, to take home right now. In addition to any need to repent, some of us might need to repent and turn away from following people instead of following the Lord. The reason why Jehoshaphat survived is the prophet said the king's heart was prepared to seek the Lord. Second Chronicles 19.3 Nevertheless, good things are found in you, Jehoshaphat. In that you have removed the wooden images from the land and have prepared your heart to seek God. Now, he didn't say he was seeking God. He says he prepared him heart to, his heart to, meaning that he said he had a soft heart, that he was one like David. Remember when the prophet Nathan, he came and confronted David about how he had slept with Uriah's wife, had Uriah killed, then married his wife, had a child with this woman, and here comes the prophet and says, you're the man 
And David had a heart that was still prepared to seek the Lord. He immediately repented and turned away from that sin and acknowledged, I have sinned against God. That's what we need right now. That's the heart that the Lord is seeking through the pandemic and the vaccine debate and battles. That's the heart he's seeking for us to have as we're dealing with the, the, the mask battles, as we're fighting over how to honor and love each other. Mm. That's, that's the heart that God is seeking to grow in his body as we're dealing with political strife and issues. That's the heart that the Lord is seeking in his bride as we navigate all manner of cultural and spiritual concerns. He wants us to have hearts that are prepared to seek the Lord, and he want us, wants us to go the extra mile and seek the Lord. So the answer to all of this, this, this message is check your sources part three. The answer to all of this is the way you check your sources is keep your heart seeking God, not the First Amendment, not the Second Amendment, not your preference on any issue, period. Your opinion doesn't matter. I just want to make sure you know that. I'm saying this with a smile if you're listening on the podcast. Your, your opinion does not matter. Now, you might have an opinion, you know, cats versus dogs, fine. But when it comes to something that has to do with judgment on how to live your life, God is the author and the finisher, the beginning and the end. Listen, he spans the entire continuum. He's on the, every part of the spectrum belongs to him. In between author and finish, this God we serve says, I reserve the right to be sovereign and I am, and I have the truth, not you. Have I not spoken? He has spoken to every issue we come against. And he's still speaking. Rhema word. He's spoken in the word of God that's written down. And then as you go and seek the word of the Lord in prayer, he will give you the word. Listen, the gaps we have in faith in our lives are answered by the word of God. I can, I can find out God's will by seeking his word. Jehoshaphat was called the one who had a heart prepared to seek the Lord. May we all be those people. So you and all of us have been given opportunity to align with God's heart, even in the midst of the crowds that are building around other agendas. The U.S. Constitution is not scripture. It's not the word of God. So guess what? It will pass away. But God's word will never pass away. So instead of building our lives on our rights, May we seek the Lord in his righteousness. You know what, the, what right we have? We have a right to bear a cross as Christians. <laughs> there's joy. There's love and peace. There's gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Yes, the Lord blesses us, but it's still due to our dying to ourselves that we might have the fellowship of his sufferings. He's a suffering servant. He's sitting next to God right now with wounds in his hands. Thomas couldn't believe the wounds. Jesus said, put your finger in it. He wanted Thomas to discern his wounds. Are we discerning the wounds of Christ? Are we aware that he's a suffering servant, that he's suffering right now for us? Carrying the evidence of his suffering, I should say. He rose in glory 
But he gave us authority. He gave us stewardship over this earth. How to steward? Like he is stewarding. Not the way we want. We're not, we're literally, a lot of us need to get a revelation that we have not been given authority to steward the kingdom in the earth as if it's the government of the earth. We're to operate in the kingdom using kingdom principles, which is to say, if someone asks you for a coat, give them two. If someone says, walk with me a mile, go with them too. If someone slaps you in the cheek, you turn the other cheek. You don't fight back. You love them. Maybe you're just quiet. But the world teaches us that's weakness. And you know what? The weakness we need to be having is the weakness found in Christ, where the Bible says that he died to save sinners. <laughs> he died to save sinners. He didn't die to save the righteous. He said, I came to save sinners, not the righteous. Glory to God. I love you, Jesus. I'm going to read this again. Instead of building our lives on our rights, may we seek the Lord and his righteousness. Righteousness, not rights. Righteousness is when I'm in alignment with God's word, will, person, character, principles, his kingdom. We've got to get this sensitivity in us. And it's really simple. It's just spending time with them. Many of us are making decisions and we don't even spend time with the Lord. Many of us are making decisions we don't read the word of God. Many of us are making decisions we just rely on someone else giving us the word of the Lord. And that person might not have the word of the Lord. They might have something that is serving them, bringing in money, getting them more followers on Facebook. They might be serving a political purpose. They might be friends with a president or a former president or a senator. They might be promoting people that are unqualified in the spirit but make all of, check all the boxes in the natural. I'm telling you, man, we've got to grow in our understanding of how Satan works. He comes as an angel of light. He impersonates the messengers of God. We need to really understand this. The, the Lord in his word calls Satan an angel of light. That he comes as an angel. He impersonates Jesus. Oh, man. Light is Jesus. I'm the light of the world, says Jesus. Satan impersonates Jesus Christ. How do we know Jesus' voice? We stay close to Jesus. The sheep stay close to the shepherd. It's the sheep that go astray that need to be found again. I can't belabor this point. I have to go. There's been uh, 30 minutes now that has expired. I praise God for you. I ask you to pray and ask the Lord to speak to you through this message. Is there something you need to turn away from? Is there a movement, a person, a political party, a political move? Do you love veterans more than you love Jesus? Do you love police more than you love Jesus? How do you know? Because you put more time, energy, effort, money in police than you do Jesus Christ. I'm not saying that's your issue. I'm just using examples. Do you love being black more than Jesus Christ? I'm not calling out particular. I'm just saying, and I want you to hear me. Do you love being white more than you love Jesus? Do you love being Hispanic? I'm not here to call out specific things. I'm giving you simply examples. And I know it's easy because offense is running rampant in the land. People offended. I'm not here to offend you. I'm here to, to 
Hopefully, the Lord God is convicting you of something instead of you feeling guilty, condemned, or offended. If there's a reason you're listening to this, it's, it's, it's going to be for your good, okay? I'm not here to throw you into prison. That's not why I'm here. I'm here to just say what the Lord is saying. The U.S. Constitution is not scripture. It's not the word of God. It's going to pass away. God's word will never pass away. So that's what we need, God's word. Instead of, instead of building our lives on our rights, may we seek the Lord and his righteousness. The freedom we seek will find us as we seek to obey, trust, and live through him. I know we think that being electorally involved, promoting candidates, you know, doing all these things mean more than prayer, but they really don't. Talking to God will get more done if my people who are called by my name would do what? Humble themselves, meaning I don't know all the answers, Lord. Let me submit to you and pray and turn from their wicked ways. Seek my face. Then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal the land. Man, that's 2 Chronicles 17, 7, 14. We love the part at the end, heal the land and the praying part. But the humility part is first. I need to submit myself to God. Glory to Jesus. Listen, I hope this word blesses you. I'm going to leave you with this scripture, Matthew 6, This is the New King James. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. The things, of, the things you want in your heart, the peace, the things that people are fighting for, you know, the peace that they want in the country or wherever they live, these are good things, but the way about doing it, it, it has to come from the Lord. It has to come from the Lord. We're spending billions on electoral processes in this country, billions. And God says the government is on the shoulders of Jesus, that his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. His kingdom coming is what we need to be doing. Holy God. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you give us a fresh revelation of your heart, that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, as a baby to submit, to show humility that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to be the one who didn't have a place to lay his head, that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to speak Hebrew and Greek. He spoke our language. Glory to God. He sat with wine bibbers. Glory to Jesus. And sinners. He came eating and drinking. He didn't come highfalutin and too religious to be appealing. He came as we are, that we can be as he is. It is not I that lives, but Christ who lives in me. Not yet I, but Christ lives in me, says Paul, Galatians 2.20. It's not about us. It's about you living through us. God, show us how. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, love the, the fact that you've stuck with me this long. This is one of our longer teachings, but had a little catch up there for those who hadn't heard the first two parts. But really just want to encourage you to seek the Lord in this hour. Seek a new level of relationship with him. Dig new wells. Set up an altar in your house, a place where you can. And I'm not saying it's got to be stacks, stacks of stones, but a place where only the only thing you do is you meet with the Lord. It could be a closet. 
It could be a corner where you put a chair, where you put your Bible. I mean, just dedicate time to Him. Dedicate your heart to Him and re-examine your relationship with Jesus. Because in this hour, I'm telling you, it's only going to get worse in terms of all the voices in the land. And they're going to be coming from different angles. Many of them are going to come with a religious angle. Many of them are going to be coming saying, this is the voice of the Lord, the word of the Lord. And it's not always the case, unfortunately. But God's allowing it to happen because he knows those who seek him will be fine. He's allowing us an opportunity, just as he allowed Jehoshaphat, an opportunity to go with the true word of the Lord, despite what the person who could not hear God was going to do. Amen. Praise God for you. If you want to support our ministry, we invite you to go to faithfireworldwide.com. You can donate there. Also, sign up for our newsletter. I'm sending out words through uh, email two or three times a week as I'm sitting with the Lord and hearing things in prayer and through dreams and vision. You can sign up on our homepage, faithfireworldwide.com. Also, again, listen, if you enjoyed this, like this on YouTube, subscribe to our channel. You'll be alerted for when we're on. We're on uh, at least twice a month. We try to do a podcast weekly. But uh, also share this. Let people know. Because people need to be hearing this. There's a whole lot of talk about, I don't want to go there. Praise God. I praise God for you indeed. And we'll see you next week. Thank you.